Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everybody. I am Mike Rains, a.k.a. Poker and Politics, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hell World. I am joined, as always, by Sarge. Hello from the internet. And the mysterious L. Guten Tag, mein beautiful babies. <laughs> so, so Sarge went a, a grand total of one whole week with nasty weirdos being his catchphrase, forgot it immediately, and went right back to his old catchphrase. It's, this still, week, so. it's still there. It's still uh, yeah, he, he didn't necessarily forget it. Maybe he just uh, maybe he just wanted to, to put some distance between it to really surprise the audience when he's like, "Boom, yeah. you're yeah, all nasty weirdos." Still, don't worry. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> don't worry. They're still nasty weirdos, and okay. it'll come back when I need it. Okay. Remember, remember way back in the day when I first started doing mm-hmm. the beautiful babies thing, and that one person sent us that message saying that it made them uncomfortable. Boy, howdy! If, if they managed <laughs> to stick around and fight through it, imagine how they felt when nasty weirdos happened. Yeah. <laughs> What's going yeah, on? They said, yeah, weirdo babies. <laughs> beautiful. They said beautiful babies when you said it made them uncomfortable. And in my head, in our group chat, I was just like, well, congratulations. You've only made it stick around. L has jammed uh, <laughs> nicknames on people in our friend groups, and he is the last one saying them a decade later. So. If you also, tell him- like my my read on that, shit, that guy was just like, I think it's uncomfortable. Uh, you know, it makes me uncomfortable when you refer to us as beautiful babies. And I was just like, Welcome to my life, because every single woman I have dated for the past decade insists on calling me daddy. And <laughs> you know, it, I don't think it takes like a fucking super genius to figure out where that might stem from. And it's kind of weird. But if it's happening mid stroke, I'm not about to. I'm not about to call off the performance to pull someone out of the pit. You know what I mean? L does not give up on nicknames is what I'm trying to say. Uh, Never, uh, 
Never give up, never surrender. And so. a surprising a surprising amount of women want to have sex with their fathers is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've gone in two different not equally awful directions. I'll let the audience decide which one's more. We, we awful. did the content warning already, already right? I'm, I'm getting kind of, kind of, like, <laughs> of, of course we didn't. Absolutely not. Well, content strap in, warning. you nasty weirdos. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. I got to remember to save the fetish talk for after the content warning. <laughs> yes. Uh, so unprofesh. <laughs> The, the, the one thing I wanted to point out was that uh, I was probably the last person on Earth to use one of L's nicknames like in perpetuity because I had like left for Las Vegas, came back, and I was like still of that mindset to use that nickname. And it was just like nobody on else on God's Green Earth did that. And then eventually I, too, had to drop the nickname. So it was just like I, I, know, I know from dated nicknames is what I'm saying. Never give up, never surrender. One of my friends will forever be called the devil i'm the only person to be calling him the devil now and i'm the only person who ever did call him the devil yeah it's a nickname for you for yeah. him yeah <laughs> take, oh. take that anyway, take... I, I guess we should probably talk about QAnon. <laughs> <laughs> they went why, up to some stuff why would we ever do such a thing oh wait it's the entire point of our podcast <laughs> what idiots we were to sign up for that shit looks like From those clowns in QAnon did it again digital front lines it's cues in the news <laughs> so uh, it's, it's so incredible to not have a signal for that coming up so I'm just talking over the first part of it <laughs> yeah, yeah. the professionalism uh, continues it's incredible yeah, yeah, uh, it's we're, we're consummate professionals consummate. the height of professionals uh, so last week we talked about Dallas and, you know, with JFK Jr. not coming back, they've all left and gone home, right, Mike? Everybody went home? Uh, no, they've stayed. They're actually uh, continuing. We've now begun uh, QAnon's Occupy Daily Plaza movement. Uh, this has become an incredibly weird situation where um, – these uh, QAnon followers who, like, quote-unquote mainstream serious QAnon are getting very upset with because this level of crazy makes them look bad. And um, <laughs> Storming into a pizza joint with a gun didn't yeah. make them look bad? Hey, well, so, so just so I'm clear, like, wasn't there – so wasn't there a step in between – like, so they showed up for the, the day of JFK Jr.'s return, which obviously was a huge nothing because JFK Jr. is and has been famously dead for a long time. And it didn't happen anywhere near Dallas. That was where his dad died. Uh, and then now, where they're still occupying Daily Plaza for whatever reason, because, you know, they just figure that their messiah is late. Uh, in the middle there, didn't they go to some Rolling Stones concert where they insisted that, like, Mick Jagger or whatever was, Wait. in fact, JFK Jr.? What? Yeah, I missed yes. this. Yes. There was there was a rolling yeah they they attend, there was a Rolling Stones concert that was attended and there was the belief that uh, either JFK Junior or JFK Senior was going to reveal themselves at this concert and then there became the sort of blurring of lines that maybe members of the Rolling Stones were actually uh, what yeah the Kennedys it was this because again like they just have this uh, endless. Um, 
this just endless way of trying to just make it all make sense and make it all fit. If you go to like if you go to rollingstone.com, the they have a headline of an article, QAnon believers have new batshit theories about the Rolling Stones. Is Keith Richards really JFK Jr.? No. <laughs> What they were alive at the same time, like everything doesn't make sense. That hey, did you did you ever see them in the same room? Yeah, <laughs> so, I, I, I don't know, like, as it goes on, as it goes on, the the fucking the the QAnon stuff becomes like like eighties, like late eighties, early nineties, like peak National Enquirer shit. Enquirer shit. Yeah, where it's like Bat Boy discovered or whatever. You know what I mean? I, yeah, like a tiny peek behind the curtain. I try and keep up with what's going on by following all of our experts here on Twitter, and I'll, I'll, I'm a, a common lurker on like the twi- the anti QAnon Twitter sphere, and I like I've had to read some of Dapper and your and Karma's posts four times to try and like, and I'm like I I just feel like I'm listening to a Coheed and Cambria album, and it's just contextless world building. That I like have nothing to attach myself to. It's just like prog rock bullshit, but you know, with people getting murdered in the real world, it is so hard to follow sometimes. Uh, cause it just gets, it spins ever wilder, spinning, spinning, ever spinning. <laughs> God. That's one of the things that I have like, uh, I've I've said about QAnon is that it's getting so dense and so self referential that if you're trying to recruit somebody into this like movement now, it is it is like you, you have to start at this incredibly like low baseline level because if you if you ever talked the way you would talk to like your friends that are engaged in QAnon, you would be speaking gibberish to a normal person. Just you would be on Mars. Like just, just even trying to explain what "quote unquote" "let's go Brandon" means to somebody who doesn't have chronic internet poisoning, that would take work. That would take like ten minutes to explain. Well, you see, there was this NASCAR show, and uh, the crowd was chanting "fuck Joe Biden" because we all hate him because he's a pedophile and he's a bad dude. And there was this racer on whose name was Brandon, and the the evil fake news media person that was interviewing him was like, "Well." I guess that crowd's saying, let's go Brandon. And then we all thought it was funny, so we beat that fucking joke to death. And I mean, it's just it's just this thing where you you have to explain everything so much. It's not what QAnon wants at the start. When QAnon started, it was Hillary Clinton's bad, and she's gotten away with a lot of shit. Well, she ain't going to get away with it no more. She's going to jail for forever, because Donald Trump's going to put her in jail. Hashtag MAGA, hashtag QAnon. Like, it was this quick, simple, easy-to-explain thing to people who hated Hillary Clinton and Democrats could wrap their heads around. Now, it's just babble. It's just absolutely incoherent shit. Like, you're having an ice cream headache reading my stuff, and you you know me. You know what I'm talking about yeah. normally. So, you know, this e- is... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna it's like, uh, well, it, it's gonna be less funny now because I was trying to organically get in there with a joke, but then we talked over each other, and now I have to get in there. But I'm still gonna do it anyway. And okay, I, this, this preamble is supposed to massage it to try to make it funny again. When I finally go into telling the joke, instead of explaining that I'm about to tell a joke and actually go and do the joke, this is the part that's supposed to try to massage it to make the joke funny again. Anyway, you know how like all those like weird box services are still like wildly popular now, where like you go. 
to like, you know, I want coffee, but I'm too lazy to go to the store and get it.com. And they give you like a fucking like survey that you have to take. We should make one of those for conspiracy theorists where it's just like, take our survey and like, tell us like, what sort of conspiracies are you interested in? Although we should probably call it truth. What sort of secret truth are you interested in? And they go down from like a drop down menu and they're just like, like moon landing was bullshit. Like Huma, the laptop, like and all that. And then it's just like, and then like on a schedule that you set, we'll send you a box full of goodies that speak to your truth. And then we just, uh, that's how we need to start. Like I'm always, I'm always trying to figure out how we, how are we going to make a buck off of this conspiracy nonsense? Like, well, how are the three of us going to become podcast millionaires uh, off of the QAnon phenomenon? Because, like, as as much as I love our valued listeners, like, we're just not rich enough yet. And I yeah. feel like, it, as a, as a white straight male, it is my destiny to become wealthy. It's, it's your birthright. Well, it's our destiny to become wealthy. By telling other people how to get wealthy and not providing any actual information. And this is all of us digressing from these weirdos are still hanging out in Dealey Plaza singing Country Road. Like, I literally just saw a clip of them, these weirdos, waiting for a dead man to come back over a week later. Hanging out in Texas. Waiting for a man who died off the coast of like Connecticut or whatever, or New York in his plane, singing a song about West Virginia. <laughs> I think they edited it, the, the song to say Daily Plaza or something at the end. Like, and, and like, did I see Karma posting about someone's feeding them money to stay there? Yeah, the, well, right now people are trying to figure out who is bankrolling this shit because, uh, these people are continuing to uh, occupy the Hyatt Regency in Dallas. So, like, they're paying for hotels to stay here in this place. So they have to be getting money for these hotels. And uh, Negative48, uh, who uh, Michael Protzman, who is the Jeremiah uh, rambling uh, person who started this whole cult, they've been talking about how they're getting money from somewhere and there's talk about uh, Juano Savin uh, potentially being someone who's helping financing this nonsense. And real, real quick, don't digress too much. Uh, break down Juano Savin. Who's Juano Savin again, real quick. Uh, he is the guy that is part of the, like just the, the clown shoes uh, idiots of QAnon who just uh, put up all the easily debunkable fake crap like Hillary's getting arrested tomorrow like this that the other thing like these they're the people that just like go out there to like say dumb stuff to get people jeeped up and all excited they're the people that have like the 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 false deadlines and the nonsense payoffs and he's one of the 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 er grifters of QAnon yeah, he's one. He's one of you know, like he's one of the grifters that is around to uh, just uh, just say whatever, not have any actual coherent point to any of it. Just make sure that your audience is happy, riled up, and freaked out. At getting into Jasera, Nysera, like again, the like the Iraqi dinar refinancing schemes. Like, there's not there's not a dumb scam that like Juan and his group won't like. Put okay, themselves so, a part of. So Wano Staven is a scam artist with QAnon, and he is maybe financing 
weirdos hanging out in Dallas for over a week because they bumped the date. They they moved the goalpost to like ten days later. Oh, there's been some stuff with like the Julian calendar, and we're we're using the wrong calendar for the return and Naturally. all that. Yeah, because it's it's what always happens whenever you make a prophecy of the end of the world and it doesn't happen. Oh, I just got the date a little wrong, and um, there is a um, also uh, Potsman has brought up that there is a QAnon rapper known as Prime Minister. That's that that's Prime with a Y instead of an I in Prime. He's he's riffing off of our Hell World gimmick. Um, allegedly, Prime Minister has said that he uh, has a use of property in the city that they could make a permanent headquarters for. Uh, Prime Minister, I believe, has not actually responded to. Uh, uh, requests for comment by the media about this, but if they if this is actually true, they may be actually obtaining a compound in Dallas or somewhere there in the city limits to uh, have as their new home to wait for the return of JFK Jr. <laughs> Lord, well, uh, how long is it going to be before? Sorry, sorry to interrupt, but how long is it going to be before Trump starts to get pissed off that JFK Jr., who has again been dead for like thirty years, uh, is like still is like taking away some of his mind share from these people? <laughs> how long is it before Trump comes out and he's just like, "Forget JFK Jr., he's dead. Fuck that guy. Get back to loving me." That would be great. I would be so appreciative if Donald Trump was uh, jealous of JFK Jr.'s popularity. And he he just that- needs to send out one of those digital missives where it's just like, from the desk of Donald J. Trump. Like, and it's just like, for immediate release, JFK Jr. is dead. And that's it. Signed, <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> Signed, Donald Trump, your, your, your beautiful baby boy that you should be paying attention to. And then with, uh, a, then with a link to some Trump fundraising. Yes, absolutely. Oh God, that'd be that'd be perfect. That'd be just absolutely <laughs> chef's kiss. So, but, uh, yeah. well, my segue was only, only news out of Texas this week. I'm sure. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> and, and we're speaking about rappers. Yes. So, uh, so okay, I saw some of this, but it was the Astro World show, right? That was the is that the name of the tour? Oh yeah, Astro World, I believe, is the uh, is is like the sort of festival. festival. Yeah, yeah so Astro World was like a was, was the name of a festival during which the security was quite bad, and uh, the crowd control mechanisms failed quite spectacularly as the security got worse, and as uh, you know, people like Drake and Travis Scott or whatever took the stage and got these uh, tens to hundreds of thousands of people all extra fired up about being at a rap show, like hanging out at a music festival Uh, for many of them, maybe the first time since the COVID pandemic swept the world and kept everyone inside for a while. And then during which there was a crowd surge to the front of the stage during the Travis Scott performance, uh, during which uh, the combination of trampling and compression was enough to kill, I believe, eight people is still the number of actual deaths. That's the number uh, I saw. But it injured uh, many, many more. Um, so, like, eight actual deaths from this crowd surge at this rap concert. Uh, yeah. And clearly, we're just talking about it because it's headline news and it's important. We're, we're, we're big advocates for uh, crowd safety at events, and that's obviously the only reason we're talking about this is certainly no QAnon angle, right? Like, how can fucking QAnon possibly be getting their goddamn fingers into this, Mike? 
by declaring that this event was a satanic ritual initiated by the deep state to uh, further give tribute to their dark god Moloch and these poor souls that were uh, brought to this uh, concert, not knowing that the hippity hoppity, as it were, was actually a gateway to Beelzebub. And these people were uh, slaughtered, slaughtered by these monsters. And um, TikTok and social media is now just full of all these people trying to uh, connect the dots of uh, this uh, this terrible incident to manage to confirm that it actually wasn't just what you said, negligence, a security being shitty, um, not having the crowd properly set up to handle uh, a surge where the mosh pit would get overrun, and instead was actually a plot to uh, usher in the Antichrist and bring an end to the world. Uh, people have looked at the um, the Astro World stage, and they took photographs, and I saw one caption that said, the stage is an inverted cross connected to a portal <laughs> to hell. Yes. Um, yeah. Which... Which I I wonder exactly. I would love for this person to uh, let me know or let all of us know where where on earth are the various portals to hell? Uh, I mean, these obviously have to be like natural landmarks where like you go somewhere and there's a pond, there's a stream, there's a bunch of old trees, there's a portal to hell. Supposedly, I- there's one in Kansas that the Pope won't fly over. I remember um, hearing about it. yeah. There's one. Having been to Kansas, I believe that the portal to hell in Kansas is just called it's Kansas. Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> I knew where you were going. <laughs> also, but before we get too 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 far deep into the into the riffing here, uh, hey, hey there, beautiful babies. It's your boy L. Time for some serious real talk, real quick. What happened at Astro World is a horrible tragedy. So any potential goofs or riffs that we go on over the next ten to fifteen minutes talking about this. Not at the expense of the victims. Like, that shit sucks. It was a ridiculous tragedy that could have easily been avoided. I hope that all the people involved get sued into complete oblivion. And any sort of lighthearted japery that we try to do surrounding this horrible incident is not supposed to be making fun of the victims in any way or whatever. So, like, our hearts go out to those people and their families. This totally sucks, and it's the worst. But, of course, because QAnon got their sticky fingers into it, we have to talk about it. And so we will try to do our best to make all of our mockery about the QAnon people. So I just I just didn't want anybody to be sitting there right in the edge of their seat just being like, oh, boy, I don't want the Hell, Hell World boys to go fucking on some sort of jag about the Astro World tragedy. And it's just like, no, like the, there, there was no excuse for any of those people to die at a music concert. So, yeah. No. And like I, I've seen multiple reports that Travis Scott saw the ambulances rolling up and continued to agitate the crowd for at least another full minute. Uh, yeah. The, what exactly? I mean, who is to blame? And like the investigation, hopefully, will be very thorough and will actually uh, come up with all kinds of evidence for what happened, wh- what were the failures, and who is culpable for this. And yeah, that is. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out like this is not meant to be a hot take, and it's also not meant to be, de- meant to be devil's advocate. This is literally just me saying we need to wait until more information comes out because. Like, I have performed on stage before, but I have never performed on a stage in front of 100,000 people with floodlights and pyrotechnics and all that shit. 
But even playing in like an intimate, like a high school theater or like a college theater or whatever, like there are times where you just cannot see enough of the crowd to know anything about what's going on in the crowd. And in addition to that, typically for a performer, it is in fact their job to get the crowd excited about the performance. That's literally what their job is. I am not trying to absolve uh, any of the performers that may have been responsible for this tragedy of their culpability. I'm just saying that personally, I'm going to wait until the investigation is done to start throwing blame around to people because there's a chance that Travis Scott was just on stage doing his job, unable to really see the crowd that well because he's like covered in floodlights and pyrotechnics. And then all of a sudden he just hears a mob of screams as people are getting crushed to death in front of him. And at that point, like what the fuck is he supposed to do? So I'm going to wait. Like a lot of people are condemning him immediately. And I totally get that. Like you just want to throw blame somewhere when a tragedy happens, but for my money, I'm going to wait until the investigation comes out to be just like, hey, fuck that guy for killing those people. Yeah, he's already catching a lot of consequences, too. His Vegas show was canceled. He's lost sponsorships and uh, multiple lawsuits have already been launched at, by the families of uh, the victims of this tragedy. And as we all know, he's a huge Satanist and the stage was an inverted cross leading to a portal to hell. And this was a dark ritual to be performed. Uh, yeah, like just real bang. As soon as you said TikTok, I was just like, God damn it. Like, yeah, I think I've said it before, but I'll say it again. Man, no, nobody better ever tell QAnon about Carpenter Brew. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like if you go to a Carpenter Brew show and you think that their their stage looks like an upside down cross, it is because it is an upside down cross. That is literally the band's <laughs> logo. And if you think that that cross is like, if you think that the band has erected what looks like a portal to hell to perform in front of, they probably have. <laughs> that's that's probably a real thing. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, totally. uh, yeah, I've I've been yeah. <laughs> Don't anyone tell them about literally every metal band ever that <laughs> invokes satanic imagery for an awesome rock and show like. So uh, the connective tissue of this nonsense, because uh, the, the the leaps of logic these people use is so overwhelming. L like everything is everything to these people. It's all uh, corkboard and strings and connecting the dots. Yeah. I saw a QAnon promoter actually talk about how the Astros had recently lost the World Series, and that had to be tangentially connected to Astro World on some level because the deep state was trying to get the word Astro into our minds to make us think about it so that the ritual would have more power when it was performed. Uh, there was also a TikTok video about how uh, in a recent music video, Travis Scott was wearing a Pearl Jam t-shirt. And many, many years ago, there was a crowd surge at a Pearl Jam concert that killed nine people that uh, to this day, hasn't been like fully uh, explored as to how that tragedy happened and occurred. And the only possible justification for Travis Scott wearing a Pearl Jam 
shirt in a video is that obviously he was giving a wink and a nod to the fact that some people were about to die at a concert of his a few days later. And that, cause he was, he, cause, cause when you think Pearl Jam, the only thing anyone ever thinks of is that very long ago event that happened where some people tragically died at one of their concerts. It's not the body of Pearl Jam's work over several decades as it were. I said, like, this is not me goofing. I literally did not know that about Pearl Jam. Yeah. I also, I, I, and I've I watched no a documentary a about Pearl Jam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, that's the thing is, uh, yeah, uh, this is the kind of stuff that these people will look for any detail from anything and then grab it and throw it into the stew and mix it up to make it fit the narrative that they're trying to construct. Well, it's and- also just like, hey, did you hear that Travis Scott did a satanic ritual and killed some people uh, in service to his Lord Satan? And it's just like. Oh, right on. I'm sure he, he probably killed like what five people, you know, because of the inverted pentagram, the five sides. And they're just like, no, it's like, okay, well then you surely killed six people because you know, six, 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 the mark of the beast. You get it. No, he killed eight people. Uh, the, for what Satan, Satan's octagon. Like what the fuck? <laughs> like what? Like eight, eight, eight has nothing to do with Satan. Yeah. Oh yeah. Octagon. Yeah. The, the UFC has always been a satanic ritual. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the portal to hell was really a portal to Fight Island. <laughs> <laughs> Is Fight Island still happening? Are we getting real world Mortal Kombat? Uh, Fight Island has gone away because UFC wants to actually do uh, shows with audiences that they can charge tickets for. Oh, you fucking cowards! We almost had real world Mortal Kombat. Oh, we did have Fight Fight Island did exist for a long time. It was a thing. There were a bunch of, uh, but it wasn't actually an island. It was basically it was just an Abu Dhabi. It was just the he. Where's a place we can go where there are rich lunatics who won't like actually enforce like really tight COVID laws? And they found one uh, group in the Middle East that were willing to do this, and UFC ran to them, and. Like they they had all these kind of crazy protocols where you had to like test negative for COVID for 40, 40 hours before you got on the plane. You had to test negative when you were getting on the plane and all this other kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, it was just this kind of thing where UFC was like, we need a place that will actually allow us to host fights and we'll take anywhere. And they got that. Did Joe go there? Did Joe take his ivermectin and go to Fight Island? I don't think he did. I, uh, Rogan's been kind of uh, like a part-time employee recently. He mostly only shows up for the American-hosted events. He doesn't leave America for well, UFC anymore. Well, Joe Rogan has a new job as uh, Aaron Rodgers' doctor, right? He's he's his health advisor. He's a good friend to famous... Uh, is like Super Bowl quarterback Aaron Rodgers, and he provides well, him with one all time the Super Bowl appearing quarterback Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I wanted to give you that setup there. <laughs> yes, yeah, because fucking every like, oh my god, the maybe that maybe the worst thing having to grow up with in in the history of the world. I, I can't imagine any any hardship greater than having to hear people list all like listing the greatest quarterbacks of all time and they'd be like oh you know Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and you'd just be like what like <laughs> what are you talking about that, that 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 is insane that would be like that would be like listing the greatest video games of all time and starting with like you know like the legend of Zelda and then going to Sneak King 
Like, they're, <laughs> like they're not even fucking close. Like, what are you talking about? I mean, you, you said it in our group chat. Patrick Mahomes has been to more Super Bowls than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah and, he sure and, has. And has won as many. Yeah. Yeah. And he's been in the league like uh, twenty five, about twenty five percent of Aaron Rodgers' career, if that. I mean, I don't, even, don't, don't worry though. According to Aaron Rodgers' twenty uh, nine year old fiance, uh, Shailene Woodley or whatever, he's got a massive ho- a massive hog, and that's how, and that's how she knew that those pictures of that guy from L A. were not Aaron Rodgers. She was just like, now I could say anything to prove that this isn't my fiance, but what I'm going with is look at how small that guy's dick appears. Couldn't possibly be Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers has a massive unit, and there's no worms in it, thanks to his ivermectin treatment. Thank you very much. Yeah, and he he went on multiple interviews and said, I took health advice from my friend Joe Rogan, which, fuck, we are never getting rid of Joe Rogan. Yeah, like, and this thing, and, and you will be shocked to find out, everybody, that Aaron Rodgers is now QAnon's greatest hero, and their champion of champions – the fact that he decided to uh, not actually get himself vaccinated and to act like an absolute putz when it comes to dealing with COVID. Um, this is how you get embraced by the QAnon movement. And uh, sorry to Kyrie Irving, who was their hero. But now that QAnon has a white savior, oh, man, they are just a pig in shit. They are the happiest clams in the sea when it comes to having someone that they can uh, talk about as being this brave soul fighting the corrupt deep state and winning some football games by slinging that pigskin around. So so, uh, all of QAnon heroes are uh, the fajitas from Chili's because they don't care how the meat tastes as long as it sizzles real good for them. Like Aaron Rodgers, actual <laughs> Q himself, like all these people, they literally they're they're literally just all sizzle no steak. They just talk and talk and talk, and nothing comes of it. And Aaron Rodgers has only been in and won one Super Bowl, and fuck him. They, and they, they never everyone. deliver, especially not Super Bowls. <laughs> no. Yeah. And everyone's going to be like, "Well, gee, well, well, GL, like such a here here Aaron Rodgers stats clearly is a good quarterback." I mean, fucking scoreboard, like <laughs> we'll win Super Bowls. Tom Brady's done it seven times. What's your excuse? <laughs> So Aaron Rodgers uh, had to sit out one game against the Chiefs and might play next week for lying about getting vaccinated. Uh, And he has now been fined by the NFL, but it's what, 15 grand, which Uh, is the the number I'm seeing is uh, $14,000, which as is being pointed out by very angry people on Twitter is less of a fine than the fine that CD lamb, the Cowboys wide receiver got for having his shirt not tucked in during a football game. A uniform code violation was worth a heavier personal fine than Aaron Rodgers lying to the media about uh, being vaccinated and thus not being uh, a risky vector for spreading and uh, COVID, as it were. Mike, Sarge, I'm about to freak your bean. Are you ready to get your beans freaked? $14,000, not a lot of dollars, but 14 is a cromulent amount of words, if you get what I'm saying. (laughs) Yes, yes, indeed. Aaron Rodgers is being signed $14,000.88 by the league. (laughs) And the... And the Packers, the the Packers organization is being fined three hundred thousand dollars, which 
I don't know what Aaron Rodgers' contract looks like, but I like he makes more than that in one quarter of football, right? Like, uh, yeah, oh, uh, yeah. He's if, if you are if you are a quarterback of any worth in the NFL now, you're making twenty million a year minimum, absolute minimum. Uh, and I, I, I want to also mention that uh, Tom Brady got four games for mildly underinflated footballs which may or may not have fallen in line with the uh, ideal gas law, as uh, page, as Brady defenders will tell you. And for this alleged rule infraction, the NFL came down with the hammer and made him sit out 25% of a season one year, whereas Aaron Rodgers could have actually killed somebody with COVID because COVID is a deadly virus and there has been no league sanctioned suspension for the man. The only reason why he missed the game against the Chiefs was because he tested positive. And if he tests negative in time for this week's game, he'll be on the field slinging that pigskin around, perhaps to Odell Beckham Jr. as the Packers go on their Super Bowl push, which actually will probably end in failure because the Packers organization is a bunch of frauds and choke artists, as per usual. But still, like the, hey, the, well, at, at least the league got it right when they, you know, they they, they only gave Henry Ruggs a two game suspension. So I feel like that's fair. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure Henry Ruggs is on the actual uh, criminal charges suspension of the fact that you're probably going to be in jail. Uh, I mean, that, they let Michael Vick back in the league, right? Like, well, yeah, after he got out of prison. So after, uh, yeah. <laughs> Hey, I mean, like, you know, he may have looked like damaged goods, but that dog had a lot of fight left in him. (laughs) (laughs) We will be here all week. Try try the veal. Yes. God, try the veal. You know it. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, it's just baffling. It's such a slap on the wrist. And, like... (laughs) I don't think it's okay that he didn't get vaccinated. It is much worse that he lied about it and endangered all of his teammates and all the teams he played against. Uh, and, and the NFL had this whole thing about how we're taking COVID super seriously. We are all over this shit. They even came out with uh, like protocols for the season where if like if a bunch of unvaccinated players got had a COVID outbreak on your team and that's yeah. why you couldn't play, you forfeited the game. You just lost. We were not going to reschedule it. We weren't going to move it a few days to try to get them on the field. You just actually get an L in the record book and we move on to the next week. That's it. And now their response to one of the league's biggest stars bullshitting everybody about his vaccination status was, man, no harm, no foul, water under the bridge, them's the breaks. And you would think that of all the teams to take it super seriously, it would be the Packers, because just like a decade ago, a Catan outbreak destroyed their locker room. (laughs) Yes, there was, oh, there were the sheep. There was so much of it. That was one of the funniest things that I heard about when that, when that, that story leaked. I was like, man, that's great. Yeah, I love love how talking about. Oh, you didn't hear about this? Like, like no. about a decade ago or whatever. Uh, I guess the the Green Bay Packers locker room found out about Catan and got hopelessly addicted to it. And then when that information leaked, 
suddenly it became very difficult slash impossible to find copies of Settlers of Catan in the Green Bay area because Green Bay Packers fans were just going and buying all the copies to find out what all the hullabaloo was about. (laughs) I thought you were riffing on the name of a real disease and not talking about the actual board game. No, I was talking about the actor Chris Catan. He he, he showed up in the locker room and delighted all of them with his whatever that guy was famous for, being bad on SNL or whatever. Weird thing. Yep. Oh man! Yeah, yeah. Hey man, everybody gets bit by the Catan bug at some point. Yes, as 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 well they should, because uh, it's an incredible board game, and more people should play it. Except it got too popular for its own good. Now it's like n- now most people think it's old hat. Now that board games are super popular, there are just like a gazillion of them on shelves. People are like, "Why would I play Catan?" It's like because it rules. Because the game uh, yeah, is great. It's, it, it is definitely me and L's baseline for board games. Games are either. More or less complicated than Catan. Catan is like the perfect level. And sometimes you want stuff with more crunch than Catan. And occasionally you want less. But like Catan is the middle of the hourglass. Just the perfect watermark for where board games exist. Like they're either above or below it. I had uh, I saw a Kickstarter for a game and I the, the the video pitch. Someone was like, "This is for your people that are like a little more hardcore than just uh, code names, Secret Hitler, and Catan." And I was like, "I play those three games, and I'm considered the board game nerd in my social circle. Like, people to me are like, oh my god, you play those weird games.' And now I'm watching a Kickstarter where I'm being called a filthy casual. This is incredible." Yeah, there's a lot of that stuff online where it's people that, like, uh, I get the feeling that a lot of people online uh, conflate playing a lot of games with being good at games, and uh, I'm here to tell you that that's not necessarily true. I, I I would like to consider myself good at games, despite not having played a lot of them, because I have frequently picked up a game for the first time and just dominated people who have been playing it for many years. Uh, it actually just happened last night, in fact. It was a great feeling. Uh <laughs> But we we could talk about board games and how great I am at them all day. Instead, let's talk about something else that I love, and that's anime. Yeah. What? You might be asking yourself, how is it possible that anime has anything to do with QAnon? <laughs> well, you'd be fucking surprised, listeners. <laughs> I don't. I, I think they would know about us and the Rei Hayanami statue and, and Ron Watkins. That anime does, in fact, have a place in QAnon's heart. As it were. yeah, fair enough. Well, this time we're not just talking about a, uh, a an anime girl statue caked in Ron Watkins's jism. Uh, this time we are talking about uh, it's a representative of the United States government posting. <laughs> A video that has been like edited by his staffers to show him killing AOC. And the animated question is Attack on Titan, which, if you care to know, uh, was based on a manga created by a guy who is mm, maybe not the best. Yeah. <laughs> he, we, I had to do some of my own research uh, last night because this has come up in my uh, personal life. My partner is a huge fan of Attack on Titan. Now, there is the the alt-right, A, the alt-right loves Attack on Titan because we'll get into that in a second. The creator of Attack on Titan is a probably a Japanese nationalist, and that comes with all the same problems as someone being an American nationalist. Uh, he has included some imagery in his manga that is questionable also the alt-right loves it because it is based heavily 
on Nazi propaganda from World War II and that the Jews were uh, a violent super race that conquered the world at one point and then had to get beaten down. Um, and in Attack on Titan, the uh, the Titans and the people, the, the main characters are revealed to be uh, the, the Jews. So the alt-right loves it because they see it as um, World War II fanfic where the good guys read the Nazis, won, and uh, put all the Jews on an island where that's where they're kept. Now, as the story goes on, we see that this is not what they're telling, but you can certainly see how they get that read. So Attack on Titan's been in the alt-right QAnon sphere for a while. And uh, there are some people uh, that get the read that this video is also, I mean, you could see it as being anti-Semitic, even though, yeah, it's a whole mess. Yeah, so for those of you who are not weeb inclined, Attack on Titan is about humanity lives lives in safe cities that are protected by massive walls to keep out the giant, like, 30 to 150 foot tall titans at bay and then you know as as it goes uh with any time you try to keep a giant titan out of your city sometimes shit goes wrong and the titans show up and they fucking start devouring all your family or whatever uh but there are badasses in the show who use uh, a series of steampunk gadgetry to zip around the cityscape and then use swords to murder the titans and uh uh, mike what was the representative in question uh, Paul Gosert was the guy who Paul was... Paul Gosert, yeah. Yes. Uh, so the video he posted, uh, his people had cleverly edited AOC's face onto one of these titans and then cleverly edited his face onto one of our heroes zipping around the city and then murdering that titan with a sword. And this is exactly the sort of thing it should be legal for you to post as a representative of the U.S. government to your Twitter page. Yeah. Here's me killing one of my political opponents. Ah, it's just a funny goof, though. And, and, and one of my one of my alleged colleagues, like the like back in the good old days before all this polarization, the idea of reaching across the aisle, the idea that one day Paul Gosert would be like, "Hey, AOC, I have this bill. I think you might be interested in sponsoring it." And then he hands her like the pamphlet, and then she opens it up and starts reading the bill, and is like, "Hey, Mister Gosert, this does sound like a good idea to help the American people like have something good in their lives." And then they have a handshake and this and like the hallmark like graphics appear in the background as American democracy blossoms. And nowadays we have Paul Kosart, who is basically a neo-Nazi and literally had all of his siblings cut an ad in a in a campaign for his, for his opponent saying, our brother, Paul Kosart, fucking sucks. Please do not vote for him. He's an actual monster. Oh, that was this guy? Yep, that was him. And the good people of Arizona were like, fuck that guy's family. We love Paul Kosart. We love our Nazi representative. Boom, two more years, two more years. So, um, yeah. So for those of you paying attention at home, anytime Joe Manchin opens his stupid fucking mouth about reaching across the aisle and trying to work with the Republicans, this is the person that he's trying to win over. He, he's just like, Hey, instead of, instead of using our power to actually make change in our country, I'm going to hold out so that we can work with our conservative buddies across the aisle, uh, when they are done, making their edited videos of them killing their uh, <laughs> contemporaries with swords. Yeah, like, when they're making anime AMVs of uh, 
them killing us. Yeah, po- power fantasy of them literally killing progressive liberals. Like, yeah. Well, the end of the video had, like, Biden's face on one of the Titans, and I don't think Gosert actually murdered the Biden Titan, but, like, oh, what was... Yeah, he didn't... They didn't finish editing the video showing... So that it would show him killing the president. Uh, wow. What a what a surprise! All, all, all they had to do was like, but I mean, you know what's coming. Like, like yeah. that, that, that's like that's you know that's the that's the 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 hot cliffhanger. That's the next time on Dragon Ball Z moment where you're just like, oh shit! Well, he just murdered AOC with a sword, and then Biden showed up. I wonder what's going to happen now. <laughs> yeah, it's so. Oh, I have no idea. Oh, what's the payoff going mean, to be? I'm sure. I'm sure the character in that anime is going to be conflicted because she's going to be like, "Oh man, I really want to kill that Titan because I hate his politics, but at the same time, he's white. So, <laughs> uh, what am I going to do? He's so white. Like, yeah, yeah. Fuck, fuck this yeah, guy and fuck but... everyone who works for him. Yes, and 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 also uh, he has appeared at uh, rallies with uh, Nick Fuentes, who runs uh, like the American First, like neo Nazi movement, and is the head of the Groypers, nice. which is yeah. So Gosert is uh, as as big of a monster as you have in uh, politics these days, and. Right now, uh, Arizona's redistricting of their map. Uh, we don't even know if Gosser's going to be living in his district. And there's it, there's all this confusion about who's going to be running in what district and what district is going to exist. Because that was one of the funny fun things about Ron Watkins' run for Congress. Is that what he said was, I'm running in Arizona's first district. Which is likely to end up being Paul Gosert's district. I feel like Ron is immediately going to back out because he isn't going to beat an actual Nazi. Even being Q doesn't give you the gravitas of being a Nazi for these voters. And he's going to try to find the Democrats' district sooner or later. But uh, when that happens, Ron will almost assuredly be carpetbagging and not living in the right district. And he's carpetbagging because he actually lives in Japan beyond that. Yeah. <laughs> and occasionally the Philippines. Yeah. yeah. No, I, man. I didn't realize it was this, that that Gosert guy because I remember when all that happened and that he's an actual neo-Nazi because I, I sent you guys the article about uh, from Business Insider where they talk about like why is Attack on Titan so popular with the alt-right? It's like because they just read it and see it as pro-Nazi uh, propaganda because we – spoilers for Attack on Titan, I guess. But like the people that put – the Titans on and the, the people on the Island. Cause we find out everyone's living on an Island. Well, they're all blonde haired, blue eyed people and they have a nation outside the Island and keep the dangerous man eating Titans, uh, uh, and the race of people that have that inside them on the Island. So yeah, there you go. Quick. Yeah. Attack so on Titan. the official, the official stance of the Avengers in the Hell World podcast is that if you like attack on Titan, you are a Nazi sympathizer. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, man, note yeah. that was a joke and is not true. Uh, please don't <laughs> yell at us. If you like attack on Titan, uh, that's fine. Just, uh, you know, uh, if only there were a way for me to explain to somebody that maybe they should independently investigate the things that they are interested in. Yeah, maybe maybe even doing their own research, so to speak. But yeah, <laughs> look, 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 look into where your content is coming from, and then decide if you still want to support it. <laughs> yeah, 
Yes. Look into like maybe the the fourth season or the final where extreme isolated views radicalize a, a character and lead him down a dangerous path towards violence and genocide. For what it's yeah. worth, I've heard that Attack on Titan gets better every season. I tried to watch the first season and it sucked because it was barely animated. Uh, it was sort of like a motion comic, which I hated. Um, so uh, and, and people are going to be like, that's not true. I remember them flying around like in their 3D gear, killing Titans. And it's just like, yeah, enjoy your rose tinted glasses. You remember 30 seconds of every 22 minute episode. Good stuff. Um, <laughs> but uh, I have heard from many credible sources that the story and the animation gets better season to season. But uh, unfortunately, it is hard for me to want to engage with that series very much uh, because the person who created it kind of blows. And it might actually be a not so great allegory to shit in the real world. So um, not exactly my cup of tea. It, it, there's so much content for me to consume. I don't have to settle for shit from alt-right monsters or whatever. But, you know, like... Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just saying, the, the Ghost Search people didn't Photoshop uh, any One Piece. You know what I mean? Like, they, they, <laughs> no. they chose Attack on Titan for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, do we want to go to our listener questions? Oh, we still have. No, we still oh. have one more headline. Oh, we still. Uh, yeah. We're, we're, we're go- going I from hope. power fantasy about a white lunatic killing somebody to actual reality of a white lunatic killing somebody uh, because our boy uh, Kyle Rittenhouse is currently on trial for all of the, uh, how do you say, murdering he did uh, yeah. during that Black Lives Matter protest. And uh, I, I like the, the judge has forbidden me from calling the people that he killed victims. We have to refer to them as rioters, apparently. Not protesters, but rioters. Uh, yeah, that's so, kind uh, of Mike, language. We, we sort of took the wheel because you don't know shit about anime there for a while. So why don't you tell us about uh, our boy our boy Kai Kai and how his trial is going? <laughs> uh, his, tri- go, uh, his trial is going uh, about as well as it possibly could for him in the sense that, uh, as you had mentioned, the judge in this case seems to be aggressively in the bag for him. Um, Mm -hmm. The current update that just happened, uh, which I wasn't able to listen to the audio for because we are actually doing the podcast and that would be really jarring, um, has involved the judge getting incredibly angry at one of the prosecutors during their cross-examination of Kyle Rittenhouse. So our boy Kyle uh, gets on the stand and proceeds to have this, like, panic attack, freak out, uh, method acting moment where he's aggressively trying to, like, squeeze out a tear. And through frantic flailing and hyperventilating, he managed to get one tear to drip down his cheek. And the judge was like, oh, my boy, my poor boy, we need a 10-minute recess, calm down. And he and he tucked Tile tight, tight to his bosom and let him know that the bad man isn't going to hurt him anymore and it's all going to be okay. And when we came back from Kyle's uh, little uh, weepy fit, um, under cross-examination, uh, the judge then uh, started playing defense attorney on behalf of Kyle Rittenhouse and all the QAnon channels that I follow are like, oh man, if, if we had had this judge overseeing the Biden voter fraud thing, Trump would be president right now. Why isn't this judge running everything in America? This is the greatest judge I've ever seen. He's so good. Oh, you're the best judge. We love you, judge. So, he's a great judge. He's a great, now, he, I believe in due process, but I must admit that it is the opinion of this court that you are incredibly innocent. Yes. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, Kyle has to be a little upset right now because this judge might be the one who ends up running through Congress after this after this acquittal because he's going to be like, "Hey, like, I know Kyle Rittenhouse got acquitted acquitted for killing those people, and I know you're very happy that he killed those people because that's what the right wing in America wants. They want an actual open invitation to murder their enemies without legal consequences." <laughs> so while Kyle did that, and you're big fans of him, you got to be bigger fans of me, the judge that put his thumb on the scale and got Kyle out. So vote crazy judge for Senate because I'm with I'm the hero Wisconsin needs, not that little piker. He can have his. He's 18 years old. He can wait a couple decades for his run at Congress. After yeah, his- I mean, we're, we're just going to amend the books to you know to clearly define self defense as arming yourself with an illegal weapon, traveling across state lines with it, and then defending yourself against attacks from people that are clearly fleeing from you because you have shot them in the back three times. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Old West They're coming age. right for us. He, he's going to try to you know, run the <sighs> length of the entire world and sneak up behind me because the world is a sphere. So I need to shoot him now three times for defense before I say, he can do that. I say, sir... My defendant merely shot. He couldn't see what he was shooting. Those people were so dark. Oh, no, I should not have said that. Oh, um, he... Actually, it's one of the big things they bring up is that the people written how shot were white. And they're just like, oh, they call him a white supremacist, but he only shot white people. So how can you possibly imply that? And again, Rittenhouse's ties to the Proud Boys and all other right-wing militant groups have been kept from this jury because that would be presidential against poor Kylie Kyle. And um, Wait, what? No, slow down. So him being involved with groups that we believe to be domestic terrorists that the jury is not allowed to know that he is, has ties to if not being actively involved with the proud boys. And do, do we know of any others? Is he like a three percenter? Uh, like, uh, type in Kyle Rittenhouse, proud boys ties. And the first uh, headline that pops up is jury will not hear evidence of Kyle Rittenhouse, proud boys ties. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Uh, Uh, I just can't possibly see how that's relevant to this case. (laughs) My client simply (laughs) loves uh, Asian religions, and that is why he uh, has many swastikas. Note, I do not know if Kyle Rittenhouse has any swastikas. I don't think he does. And I don't think it matters if he's in with the Proud Boys. He's swastika adjacent.
Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse was 17 when he killed those people. He was a boy, and he was proud of being a boy. He is a proud boy. So how could that possibly... (laughs) That might be one of the best jokes you've ever made. (laughs) How could he possibly be uh, tied to white nationalism when obviously he's just a proud boy? That's all he is. He's cool. You're right. He's proud, and he is a boy. I love that we're not... He's not on trial... Like, no one's debating that he killed three people because there's no getting around that. He uh, he killed two people. He shot one guy's arm off. So. Oh, my mistake. I, he, I he, he killed two people because, you know, he was just a young, proud boy, but, you know, not capital P, not capital B, but just a lowercase p, lowercase b, proud boy, defending an auto parts store or whatever from vicious... Black Lives Matter rioters who mm-hmm. were attacking him, and all he had on his person was a meager rifle that could kill from 500 yards. And then these people had the audacity to approach him with skateboards and bags. And what else are you supposed to do in that situation? If all you have on you is a rifle and somebody comes up to you with a skateboard, it should be your constitutional right to defend yourself from that person with lethal force. When you yeah. Put, yeah, when you put yourself in the middle of a protest or a riot... Uh, he put gun. himself heroically in front of that auto parts store? Yeah, in front of that Meineke. Yeah. With a gun that he bought because, and I quote, I thought it looked cool. No crime in looking cool. Nope. Every proud boy wants Man, to look so, Somebody cool. should have told him that because, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not here to say that he looks uncool, but I'm also not about to take, like, it is the official position of L from the Officials of Hell World podcast that Kyle Rittenhouse does not, in fact, look cool. No, <laughs> I, just, I just watched him cry in open court uh, while talking about the people he... Uh, gunned down in the street so you can cry and be cool you can't cry in open court while talking about people you murdered and be cool and i I love how like it came out i I love how it's just like well one one of the one of the people that was involved in this had like they 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 also had a gun and it's just like yeah man if i have a gun for my own personal protection and i see a dude literally taking a knee with an assault rifle and aiming down the barrel of it to fucking get some shots off at people that are in my protest with me i might produce my weapon for some self-defense fucking weird that like so strange yeah don't worry though ignore ignore the fact he killed those people in the heat of the moment in self-defense please ignore the fact that we have him on camera taking a knee and aiming down like it, it, I, it, there, there was no other way around it. He, he, it was all in the heat of the moment. He barely had time to literally get on one knee and take a firing position and also line up his shot. I look forward to the impending protests when he is not uh, sent to jail for murdering people. Yeah. So, so now it's, t- now it's time for uh, Mike loves, Mike loves bets. What, what do you what do you think the odds are? What's the over under on Kyle Rittenhouse actually convicted of any crime? Uh, I think if it, uh, well any crime, maybe they'll get him on something minor. But just given again the the lunatic nature of this judge and the fact that um, like it, it's a, it's so strange because the the prism that I'm looking at this case from because the mainstream media they, they're just they just have this very sort of like dry. Well, today this happened on the stand and the defense did this and the prosecution did this. But you, then you look at QAnon world and there's like prosecutor destroyed, like Rittenhouse defense wins again. So 
and and Twitter's all internet poisoning. So I really feel like from what I'm reading, Rittenhouse is going to get away with like the big stuff. I really, I'd say conviction is probably like a plus two fifteen underdog at this point for him actually doing serious time for one for these crimes because mm. it just. Uh, between the fact that the judge is doing what he's doing and uh, it just the it, it feels and also it feels like the I don't know if the prosecution is trying is what it really it, it kind of comes down to is it, it, this is one of those things where um, I, when uh, these when these grand jury indictments don't get uh, filled out, when a grand jury refuses to indict, a lot of times the prosecutor plays defense attorney and like gives the grand jury a lot of information that they don't need to. Because when you're indicting somebody, you can just literally show them only what you want. You don't need to give them the whole picture. So I don't know what this prosecutor is doing uh, vis-a-vis actually trying to win this case. I don't know if they're running this shit up the flagpole knowing the judge is going to freak out on them or if they're actually exasperated at the judge being just cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. So all in all, this feels terrible and it feels incredibly toxic. And like the only hope I can see there being for justice is if uh, Rittenhouse is... uh, hit with uh, federal charges for violating people's civil rights, which is how they got uh, two of the cops that beat Rodney King after they got acquitted is just like, be like, bam, you know what beating or murdering someone also is? It's a violation of civil rights. Bam, federal charges, no double jeopardy. How you like them apples? So, um, I mean, that's kind of like the Obi-Wan, you're our only hope now kind of moment. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, per- personally, I think there's no shot that this kid uh, possibly gets convicted of any sort of murder crime. Uh, but it is my hope, like what little faith in humanity I have left uh, would would lead me to believe that after his inevitable acquittal, uh, maybe some tourists might take a polite vacation to downtown whatever city is involved and uh, support some local businesses and maybe maybe do some dancing in the streets and just generally be positive. Mm-hmm. I think there's a decent chance he gets convicted and then the judge just gives him like time served or something. I could totally see that happening. That'd be great. I mean, at this point, at this point, I expect the, the jury's verdict to come in and just be like, we, the jury, find the defendant guilty. And then the judge is going to be like, now I know the jury may have found you guilty, but again, I find you incredibly innocent. And I think yeah. your apple cheeks are very cute. So I am, Making sure that, that not only are you not going to prison, but here's a medal. Uh, it's a, it well, says number one coolest boy. And you can take that to the rest of your high school days and remind everybody that you are, in fact, the coolest boy. Good for you. On the on the other side of our uh, the coin, our boy Q Shaman, the prosecution has stated they want him to get four years, uh, which would be the highest sentence for anyone involved with January 6th. They want to make an, an actual example of this dumb, dumb figurehead. So, uh, yeah, I was reading that, like, uh, someone who actually punched a cop, they're looking for, like, slightly less time for that guy over Q Shaman because Q Shaman deciding to get all dolled up was, like, a sign of, like, premeditation that he, he knew what he was getting himself involved in and that he wanted to be the bell of the ball during this riot. 
So uh, if Kushaman was smart, he would have uh, fled to Belarus or whatever, like that one guy did. I can't yes. remember the actual country involved, but that guy was just like, "Book this." Yeah. Like, <laughs> the the, the for this January six crime do what I did. Well, fuck this noise. I'm out of here. And then he went yep. to Italy and then he was just like, Italy, not quite far enough. Pleased to be going to an even even more like America hating country and uh, <laughs> they can detain me and I can just be like, I'm here for asylum for the big bad American government. And they're just like, wonderful comrade. We'll put you on state TV talking about how America sucks. Yes. Yeah. Oh man! Because just like all, because the, the ultimate patriot move, going to a foreign nation and appearing on their state television to talk about how shitty America is. Yeah. Yes. God bless America. Uh, anyway, uh, are you fine fellows ready to uh, go into our mailbag for the week? But before that, I believe it's time for the first time ever for us to put the ad in Adventures in Hellworld. I'm so excited. Yes, we have an actual ad. The big picture of misinformation seems to get worse each day. QAnon, COVID, the 2020 election, January 6th, climate denialism, and so much more. What are journalists, social media platforms, and society doing about it all? Enter Prism Meta News, a media company on a mission to help you keep eyes on the many fronts of the misinformation conflict. Prism's newsletter, This Week in Misinformation, is a fact-based clearinghouse for all you need to know to stay in the fight. The summary of Top Stories is an easy five-minute read, or you can dig deep through the 100-plus links included each week. As far as email signups go, this one is worth it. Put a dent in misinformation culture by getting the free This Week in Misinformation newsletter delivered to your email box. Find Prism Meta News on Twitter or Facebook, or go straight to prismmetanews.substack.com to sign up. Boom. And thank you for uh, Prism uh, Media for uh, sponsoring us. And we much appreciate them uh, helping us out here at Hellworld with uh, their advertisement, the advertisement that they have so generously uh, given us compensation for. Yeah, thank you so much. Keeps the lights on. It buys weird conspiracy theory books for us to read and write about. And it, it pays for the uh, dumb movies that we watch to then tell you guys about. Uh, yeah, it helps all, a lot. Thanks so all, much. All that in a bag of chips. So uh, having done all that, it's time to open up the old mailbag. Our listeners got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q and A. More like all that in a mailbag of chips. Am I right? Yes. Oh, God. This is why L gets paid the big bucks, because he knows how to do segues. So uh, Narc asks, uh, do you ever bet on a team playing against a team you're a fan of? Because if your team loses, you can still walk away with a few bucks. And if your team wins, well, then it was worth losing a few bucks. I'm just curious as a, a long-suffering Bengals fan here. Uh, I... I have actually put down the emotional hedge bet uh, on a few games in my life. Um, the most uh, painful and shameful of those bets was I actually did bet the Giants in Super Bowl Forty Two against the Patriots in the perfect season. And this was done, A, as an emotional hedge, and B, because I told my boss, who was my friend and also the guy who ran the poker room, uh, that I was not going into work that night if the Patriots lost that game because I had worn a Patriot jersey every Sunday in that poker room and had gotten shit on by people whining about the Patriots being a bunch of dirty, dirty, cheaty bum bums and me then razzling them. Like, yeah, but we're undefeated. Boom. 19 and Oh, and uh, I was not about to earn my stern rebuke. Should the Patriots blow that game? So uh, when they lost, I actually called out sick. 
that was actually what happened. And uh, and my boss accepted it. He, we we watched the Super Bowl together. And when the game was over, I told him not going into work. And he was like, I understand. So that was that. That was that. So I have done the emotional hedge before. Yeah, man, got to do it sometimes. Fucking, you know that like emotions are emotions, but cash is a different thing. You yeah. got to get that cream. Yes. <laughs> yes, dollar dollar bill. Oh, and, uh, I I wish I could have thrown that ticket into a fireplace. Believe me, uh, you know you 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 hope for the best, but you prepare for the worst. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, if you're doing if you're doing that kind of thing, Narc, I understand, and probably the Bengals have been making you rich for the past ten years because oh my god, the pain you feel, and man, did they honey? Yeah, also, you? Th- this is a good time for me to point out. Like, I, I mean, it, the the secret is. You don't have to stay a Bengals fan. You yeah. can just you can just start rooting for a better team. Yes, but like I, I like I, 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 L. Don't be a bandwagon bandwagon bitch. You <laughs> you, you live and die by your team. That's I'm from that Kansas sounds, City. That just sounds like such a fucking awful. I mean, that just sounds like such an awful way to live. Yeah. Where you're just like, oh, like I'm locked into rooting for this one team because they happen to be geographically the closest team to where I live, and they're awful. Like, <laughs> like everyone who's a Dallas Cowboys fan, it's just like, but, yeah. I mean, this is this is easy for you to say. You're from the the New England Patriot era, like. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, like I I was living in Massachusetts and was rooting for the Patriots back when Drew Bledsoe was throwing fucking meatballs all over the like I, I was there watching that Super Bowl where he completed more successful passes to the Green Bay Packers than to his own team. <laughs> And, and, and Mike can attest to this. That was when I stopped rooting for the Patriots. And literally the moment he drew, drew Bledsoe got injured and could not play football anymore. I was like, oh, time for me to be a Pats fan again. And I was. And it just it, it ended up working out. But like, you know, I, I don't exclusively root for the Patriots. Like I, li- I, I lived in the Midwest for a while. So I started rooting for the Chiefs. Like I, I like Tom Brady about as much as I like the Patriots franchise. And I'm rooting for the Bucks. Like. Is it bandwagoning? Maybe, but it's also just like I'm rooting for. I like success. What could I say? I mean, like, <laughs> you're a fan of winners. Welcome yeah. to America. Uh, I'm a big fan of the greatest player to ever play the game. Fucking shocking that. So weird. Uh, I remember uh, me and L went to the mall and we bought the second Patriots Super Bowl hat when they beat the Carolina Panthers. And L said, and I quote, success never goes out of fashion. And it turns out that uh, the Patriots were incredibly fashionable there for another like almost twenty years. So yes, so pretty yeah. good. But yeah, yeah. like d- d- don't feel locked into being a Bengals fan for life. Don't die a loser. Yes, <laughs> and I and I apologize to Nark for having his team honey dick him by absolutely smashing the Baltimore Ravens and looking like they were the new hotness, and then immediately shitting themselves against the Jets and the Browns. So that was a very unfortunate turn of events. Uh, Sarah, also, for, every, for everyone who might be like sharpening their knives or whatever, it's just like, never you worry, the Pats are bad now, and I'm still what like rooting for the Patriots. So, like, <laughs> I, 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 uh, Mike Reigns can attest to the fact that I do not think that Mac Jones is very good at football. So, yeah. uh, like, you know, I had my 20 years of un, uh, unbridled success, and now I get to taste the bitter, uh, the bitter wang of uh defeat and it's not great i'm not a huge fan yeah (laughs) (laughs) i on the other hand i'm very used to it uh and being a kansas city sports fan i get wild spurts of success interspersed with decades of crushing badness to mediocrity 
Yeah. So uh, thank you for the question, Nark. Uh, Sarah asks, if you had to give up either poker or politics, what would it be? No compromises. So uh, that's incredibly serious. Uh, if I was not allowed to do my day job as a poker dealer, then I would have to give up politics. Because until I become a podcast millionaire, uh, being on the safe side of the table pays the bills. Being on the exciting side of the table is fun, but uh, the other side is uh, where I get to keep a roof over my head. But uh, I think it's safe to say that if there wasn't like a financial incentive for you to stick with poker, that in your heart of hearts, you would rather give up the, the joy of poker than the joy you get from yelling at people about politics. Absolutely. 100%. You are correct. So there we go. That was easy yeah. enough to answer. Yes. Uh, yeah. Once once we fucking, once we break out as podcast millionaires and we're all living in our TikTok mansions or whatever, uh, then Mike Rains can uh, throw his uh, love of poker directly into a fire pit and ah. we can... We could stick to just politics. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, it'll just be politics and more politics. It'll be my new Twitter handle. We'll, so, we'll play poker together, and I will constantly forget the hands. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, Snorlax CPAP says, uh, last week you mentioned the, the Kingsman in a post. What songs would you each select as your background music to beat an entire congregation of bigots if you were in the Kingsman universe? Bonkers. I mean, I feel like they nailed that. <laughs> like, like, like that like i mean like granted it wasn't in a, it wasn't in an action scene but that that fucking like the that scene with uh with eggsy like doing those donuts to to bonkers is just awesome i love that song uh sh- <laughs> shout out to dizzy rascal anything <laughs> by the wiggles yeah uh, I really, uh, I don't really know what my beat the shit out of everybody uh, song would be in that, uh, in that, in that situation, because it's like him in a uh, church where they're like beta testing the murder ray. Uh, I might, uh, I would probably use uh, Marilyn Manson's fight song because it's very anti-God and very angry that way. And now that song is hilarious to me because now Marilyn Manson's trying to get back into Jesus's uh, warm embrace as a born again Christian because that was always the way that guy's career was going to play out. He was never, he never, he never meant a fucking word of anything he ever said. He was always just in it for the for the money. Uh, so yeah, Doom Patrol already did Nazi punts fuck off where they beat a bunch of literal nazis to that song i mean that that is a that is a, a classic though oh dude yeah. that, somebody's gonna get their head kicked in tonight that'd be another good yeah choice. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ball, ball there's, yeah turns out that there's a bunch of good songs that you can just beat people's asses to but i'm gonna stick with i'm gonna stick with uh with, with my answer just because it's already a song in the kingsman franchise yeah it would just also it would just also be a suitable song for beating people's ass to yeah. <laughs> Plus, what what would be more bonkers than a than a than a Samuel L. Jackson death ray crazed L murdering a bunch of people in a church? That would be that would be up there. Uh, for all of you who uh, contribute to us with ridiculous content, uh, so feel free to draw that art for us, which is L just caked in the blood of his fallen enemies in a church, uh, as a like fake Kingsman hero or something. <laughs> blood um, for the blood god skulls. Yes. All of these things. Uh, so thank you for the question. Uh, Thomas LeCue, I have no idea how to say your last name, and I apologize profusely for that because I'm incredibly bad at names. Uh, have you discerned a clear pattern in which dead celebrities the Dallas group claims to see? Is this a 90s nostalgia store in pure force, or are there other patterns within it? And uh, someone else adds in riffing on this with a serious follow-up. If each of you could build your own super group of dead celebrities, who makes the cut? <laughs> Ooh, I mean, for like what purpose? Because like, 
Freddie Mercury seems like a good time and he he could have some Satanist vibes. Um then Yeah, like, oh I mean yeah. it doesn't get it, it doesn't get more satanic than one of the dreaded gays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh the, oh, the, oh uh there was a bunch of uh, QAnon up in arms that Harvey Milk had a uh, boat named after him by the US Navy. And, yeah, I bet. Uh, of course they did, because they fucking love boats and they hate like the other. Yes. So how dare you name a boat after the other white men name only yeah. the JFK Junior the JFK Junior boat part two or whatever. I mean, yeah. are we are we talking a super team of people QAnon actively wants to come back because or no, just us? It, it, well, oh, just just us in general. The, the, uh, yeah, the, the, then I'll, I'll I'll keep Freddie Mercury on on my list. Um, uh, I'm getting like it basically sort of like a cop out, but my team would probably include both Chadwick Doseman, uh, Bozeman and Michael K. Williams because how the fuck did we lose both of those guys this past year? That yeah. sucks. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, throw Norm Macdonald on there too. Like my team will just be people that we have lost randomly over the past like year or two that yeah. like did not deserve to go out as early as they did. Fair enough. Uh, Jack Kirby, because I'd love to see him uh, come back and just, Draw comic books again. Just draw DOS all over shit. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in for it. Do, do you want to see him come back so he could react to the Eternals movie? Yes, that would that would be <laughs> fantastic. Um, we'll get into that on the other pod. I had a lot of fun. It was a hot mess. Yeah. Uh... I don't know my super group. I really, I, I am drawing a huge blank on that. The first, no, you're part not. Of, you, you, you say number one with a bullet. Literally number one with a magic bullet. We know oh, who you want back. I am. I would I, if if I was doing that shit. I would absolutely take Abraham oh, Lincoln over JFK. Uh, but it's it's a group. You don't have to choose. That's the best part about a group. He wants <laughs> Marilyn Monroe, Jack Ruby, Oswald, JFK. No, I'll just I'll, I'll just I'll just go the dead presidents. I'll just take the four guys that got shot. I'll just take McKinley, Garfield, JFK, and Lincoln. We'll just put we'll just put them in we'll put them in a group, and we'll have Zombie Reagan because he he got shot, but he didn't die from that. So I can I can spotted have, horse cannot be killed by a bullet. Yes, spotted Reagan. <laughs> uh, didn't Andrew Jackson get shot? No, right. it, it, no, Andrew Jackson had a guy he got shot up. He had a guy run up to him with two gun with a gun, pull it, pull the trigger, not have it go off. Reach into his pocket, pulled out a second gun, pulled the trigger. It didn't go off, and then Andrew Jackson beat him with his cane for having the temerity to try to shoot at him. And uh, I would sort of love uh, recruiting uh, George Washington from Beyond the Grave to be on my team, just so I could be like, observe the thing that you have made, and just have it just be like. I made a terrible mistake. This was yes. all. Was, yeah. It's just like, yeah, you, you like, you know, you, it, tur- it turns out that with with a few hundred years under our belt, we really took that freedom thing, and f- fucked it right up. Yeah, <laughs> this two two party system that you wanted. No, I explicitly said not to. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, actually, my super group would be that one group. My my person I want to pull out of the grave and yell at would be James Madison. I'd be like, hey, motherfucker, uh, that whole the, the Senate. This whole thing where we have like 20 states that have uh, 40 senators and they have a population probably around the same size as California, which gets two. You think that's fair, you dumb prick? And he'd be like, uh, when America was being made, we didn't have one state with like like 20 million people in it and another state with like 500,000. We never thought the inequities of population would get, get that out of control. And it's like, well, maybe you should have written in some provisos when you were designing this whole thing. And the second amendment, what the fuck were you doing there? You idiot. 
Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll go ahead and show the founding fathers. Also, what do I uh, what do I get to do with my supergroup? Do I have like full control over what activities we'll be engaging in? Because if so, I might have Hitler on my team, and then <laughs> like he, he'd have like a couple of minutes to just be like, "Akut Lieber, I'm back from the dead," and then all of a sudden he'd look over and he'd just be like, "Who are you?" And I'd be like, "I'm the mysterious L," and then uh, Dizzy Rascal's Bonkers starts to play. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm pretty, pretty sure I'd go, on, sure I'd go, on, go viral on TikTok with that one. Yes. <laughs> hey, Bring yo, it's your boy L. I'm about to beat the shit out of Adolf Hitler. Like and follow. <laughs> <laughs> Some people think I'm buggers. <laughs> so, uh, and as for the first question, I really haven't seen uh, a pattern before, around this. It, I, it, I think it's just people making shit up because they're just desperate for this whole trip to Daily Plaza to have had any meaning to it, other than it just being negative 48 luring them to Dallas for no good reason. And now they're stuck in a, a hotel waiting for a payoff they're never going to get to. What, what's your prediction for like, so even though we, we don't think we've cracked the code yet, if you had to make a prediction about the next dead celebrity that they're going to worship, what, what's your pick? I know what mine is. Uh, I don't, I don't really know anyone off the top of my head because I feel like the next person that they would uh, mourn for like that would be someone who dies of COVID in a hospital that they could claim was assassinated by the deep state. Yeah. But I mean, COVID is a hoax. So how are they going to find such a person? who is dying of covid no one right that's the thing is like you go there with like not not covid and they kill you and then they claim it was covid that's how they explain all that shit my pick would be princess die it seems like it's only a matter of time before she becomes venerated as their like new uh like mother like like virgin mary or whatever i mean she 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 checks all the boxes she's dead she was white she was blonde she she was she was part of a monarchy that is like exactly the opposite of what American government is, but that doesn't matter to these people. Uh Princess Di has been in very, very fringe sections of QAnon being alive and working alongside JFK Jr. to help save the world. Like but like she that that is a level of crazy that most people won't get anywhere near. But uh my good friend Martin Geddes has retweeted some uh Princess Di JFK Jr. fanfic uh a few times a few years ago. Give it time. It's only a matter of time before give the dicer gets give our it turn. Time. <laughs> yeah. So uh, thank you for the question. Uh, plus sized goth model asks, when exactly did Michael Flynn turn into a nut bar? Uh, and the answer is, was when it was when it became profitable. The moment he saw that QAnon shit was like, fuck, I can make a buck off these rubes. Boom, I'm in. Wham, make it rain. And uh, yeah, that was one of those things. That's uh, what Henry, Hunter S. Thompson said when the when the going when the going gets tough, the weird turn pro. I mean, so it's just that he just. He just saw that there was a buck to be made off these rubes and he'll say anything to make money because he's a soulless grifter who um, has a massive legal uh, money, a legal situation that he has to rectify by getting money from people to pay his lawyer, who's also a pilled lunatic because that's Sidney Powell. So Agreed. I, yeah, and also on a personal note, I really like your username plus size goth model. I hope that it's not a bit and that you that's actually your trade and that you're getting that money with your full figure beautiful self. I myself happen to be a, a, a plus size person if you want to be generous with the phraseology. So stack that paper to the ceiling. 
Yes. <laughs> uh, Reverend Xenofact says, uh, now that the GOP is the GQP, it seems to be filled with even more seething rage and resentment. So what are the odds is boiling into violence before and during the 2022 election? And what kind of violence? Give us an X kind of Y breakdown. Uh, a 100% chance of bad violence. That is yeah, your... Well, yeah, that was, that was going to be my answer too. Literal, literal inevitable violence. Like the, yeah. the scope of which is up for up for debate. Uh, or like speculation, but the fact that it is going to get violent is not that 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 will happen. You, like I mean, yeah. we're, let's we're, go. Brandon is just like the next thing. Like it, it's just an example of them trying to hide their like their violence, their their need for violence. The, the, yeah, their rage. And this is the thing: is that when you tell people that every time they lose an election, it was stolen from them. You're just eroding their faith in democracy and the and the th- and the idea that they have a voice and they're represented by people. Like there was maybe like a two hour window after Youngkin won in Virginia where QAnon was like, "We did it! We won an election! This is the greatest thing ever!" And then almost immediately afterwards, there were a bunch of shitheads, including the Gateway pundit, was like, "Hey, wait a minute! Why did Youngkin win this election? What was up with that?" Who is he really working for? And immediately people started talking about Youngkin having unsavory ties to all these groups, or maybe he was allowed to win only as a head fake to keep us compliant, and that they're going to steal the important elections later, because what's the Virginia governorship really worth in the grand scheme of things? You can only run for one term and you get term limited out. Who the fuck cares? So... Once you have created this system where non-violent means to affect change upon your government is ineffective and worthless, the only way to get a redress for your issues is violence. So this is inevitable. I mean, that's what QAnon's all about, period. Um, and yeah, so for, for, forecast, 100% chance of violence. Pack your umbrella. Yes. <laughs> Forever violence. Yeah. Oh, the forever violence. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, one second. Someone's. Oh, do, do, do we actually do we do we answer the second part? What type of violence are we expecting? Uh, it, well, the type of violence to me is just probably people getting shot. I mean, I don't or some level of like terrorism with some sort of like bombing or something bad. I just See, think, I think I think it's more likely that we're just going to get more January 6th style violence where it's just going to be people storming places that they should not be storming. Although I do, I do feel like it is the next time that happens, it will be an escalation. There, there is no way that it's a bunch of people just shooting bear mace at each other and hitting cops with fire extinguishers. The next time that happens, a firearm will be discharged and it will not be from a cop defending the building. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, and finally, uh, Michael Jones says, you said your aunt has big balls. Wouldn't that make her your uncle? Uh, my aunt can be whatever she wants to be. So I'm yeah, very that, well, it's 2021. Balls don't make a man. Being a man makes a man. Yes. Well said. Trans men are men. Hashtag stay woke. Yes. Yeah. We're not being sarcastic. So, uh, no, no. No. I hope that didn't read a sarcasm. No. I, <laughs> I, I have this. When I was out in Vegas, I had a customer that would see me and uh, 
I don't exactly know how it happened, but we were just talking about life. And I brought up the fact that like that I my parents got divorced when I was very young. My dad fled and I was raised by my mom, the single mother. And that customer declared to me, and I quote, I'll be your dad. And it, it was a running joke from there on that they were my father. And whenever they would see me, they'd say, my oldest son, and just do this whole riff about how like we were going to go see the Grand Canyon one of these days, the way a, a dad should take his kid out for a, a vacation and all that kind of fun. And at one point, uh, my quote unquote dad was away from uh, the poker tables for a while. And when they came back, they had transitioned and I had to pull them aside one day and we were just talking and I then jokingly said to them, are you still my dad? And they said, well, I'm not your dad anymore, but I am your mom and I'm going to be hard on you anyways. And that was that. And it was just, it was just, they were the coolest. They were the coolest person is all I can say. And And I, and I respect her for being who she is. And I wish people could just meet a trans person and understand that they're just people. She's just, she was just living her life and this is who she is. And originally when she made the comments about being my dad, that was just where she was at that moment, and now she's where she wants to be. Period. That's it. That's all it is. There's all there is to it. And I I miss them. The fact that like I'm now halfway across America and can't see them because they were a cool person. They were very funny. She would tell the worst possible jokes that took forever, and I saw the punchline coming a mile away, but it would still get all the other people at the table to laugh about it. It was... It was just it was just that it was just a person living their life. And the fact that so many people can get wrapped up in a rage over this stuff, it blows my mind. It really does. Now that we are implying that this is what you are doing, dear question asker, you may have just been making a funny goof and that is fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. do, do, do not mean to imply uh, anything negative about you. You may have just making a, uh, been making a funny joke, but we have decided to take it as an opportunity to get on our soapbox and be like, hey. Trans people, fucking support. Yes. R- respect. Yes. <laughs> and so finally, our question numerous is, what are you looking forward to? Uh, I have discovered a new old YouTube channel called Waiting in the Wings. He does hour-long documentaries about different Broadway shows and the glory or uh, shit shows that they are. Like uh, the his first episode... That the algorithm gave to me is about Spider-Man turn off the dark. And there's a bunch of information in the hour and 15 minutes that he presents about that, that I did not know. And it was amazing and great. I've watched a bunch more videos of his. So I'm looking forward to learning more about different crazy ass Broadway shows and the, uh, the drama that goes on behind making them. Uh, I have not seen it yet, uh, but I am on the hook to see uh, Disney's Marvel's The Eternals, which I am excited for, even though it's getting wildly mixed reception and reviews, uh, if only because I like going to the movies and I like seeing the dumb Marvel stuff and even the bad stuff is uh, it scratches a particular itch of mine. Also excited for the upcoming Friendsgiving celebration that I got invited to uh, because the host of that is a professional baker by trade. So I have to imagine that I'm going to get my hands on some most cromulent pies. <laughs> Uh, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to continuing my adventures around the North Shore, Massachusetts area, finding Italian restaurants to enjoy their uh, their wares, as it were. Um, 
me and Elle have gone to a few places recently, and these uh, field trips have been rewarding because these places have been excellent for the most part. That may be our uh, spinoff podcast, just <laughs> reviews of Italian eateries nearby. Uh, yeah, I mean, who, who knew who knew that there was so much Italian food around? Uh <laughs> Like it's it's one of those things that I just never really thought much about because I I was never much in the mood for Italian. But yeah, like you know, if you if you travel like forty minutes in any given direction, like you're gonna find a handful of like decent hole in the wall Italian eateries, and yes. some of them are massive complexes that we've seen a thousand times, but didn't know was in fact a delicious Italian restaurant. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that that is a hilarious uh, odd uh, thing that happened to us with that place. <laughs> yeah, that that was great. Oh, oh there's a little hole in the wall place that like seats four thousand and is like directly across the street from your favorite ice cream joint. Excellent. <laughs> yes, all of that, all of that, sir. All right. Well, that is going to do it for this week's episode of Adventures in Hell World. Thank you for listening and supporting the show as always. If you would like to support the show further, you can do so uh, in a few ways. Uh, the first is completely free. It doesn't cost you anything. And that is simply telling a friend or leave a five-star review or a thumbs up or a smiley face emoticon or whatever you want to do uh, to let the podcast providers that you get our show from know that you are enjoying what's going on. If you have money to spend, you can support the show in a couple of different ways now. The first is by supporting our ad sponsor for the week, Prism Meta News. You can go ahead and uh, support uh, them and go g- get your peepers all over that substack at prismmetanews.substack.com. Uh, you can also visit our personal Patreon at patreon.com slash pokerpolitics, and you can uh, give us money directly instead of giving us money indirectly by supporting our uh, ad sponsors. Uh, anybody who supports us at the $5 and above tier gets access to all of our wonderful bonus content, uh, including the Rap Series Cabalin, The Foul is Deed, um, uh, we just recently posted the binge-worthy Adventures in Hell World crossover episode that we've been promising you as we reached our Patreon goal. So anybody that wants to uh, don't have to put any money down. You can just visit our Patreon and listen to Where We Go One, We Go Squall. That bonus episode is for free for everyone just by visiting us on patreon.com slash poker and politics or just poker politics. No end. Uh if you have money and you want to give it to the the world at large to do some greater good, but don't necessarily want to give it to us three random jerks that talk about Q on the internet, we've got you covered. You can go ahead and donate that money to love146.org. They are an organization whose vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation. But as always, I will have to, if like, this is the quiet part that I'm not supposed to say out loud. We would prefer your money. Join our group of beautifuler babies. Join the ranks as our wonderful beautifuler baby, a returning beautifuler baby for this month has. Shout out to Becky L for your support. That is quite the exciting last initial you have there. Anyway, as always, I need to thank a few people for helping support the show in their own special way. The first being DJ Minimal Effort, who remains too cool for social media, but did in fact provide us with our wonderful intro song that still grows on me every time I hear it. The voice of Q when we need it, but more familiar to you as the voice of our content warning and all of our bumps is our voiceover artist friend, Frosty, who you can find on Twitter at FrostyVO. Sarge and I have a spinoff podcast where we discuss pop media. Recently, we've been watching a lot of movies. Uh, We did a movie every week for Spooktober, and now we're doing a bunch of other movies for new release November. On our podcast, Binge Wordy, that's B-I-N-G-E-W-O-R-D-Y. You can find that podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and you can find us on Twitter at Binge Wordy, spelled the same way. 
So for another successful episode of the Adventures in Hell World podcast, I have been your host, Hell World L, joined by my beautiful bearded co-host, Hell World Sarge, and as always, our incredible expert in all things QAnon madness, Mr. Mike Rains. Good speed, patriots! Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.